Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Burning Question series by Fantasy Football Scout. In this series, Pross and I, Sinaldo, talk about the key hot topics for the week. This week, uh, Pross is on a flight as I'm speaking right now uh, back to the UK. So he's unable to join us, but we have a very, very special guest in Kelly Summers. And um, Kelly is the official FPL host, presenter reporter for BBC, Premier League, uh, Prime Video Sport, Five Live Sport, this and that, and, and the list goes on. Uh, incredible career, uh, you know, incredible person, and I'm very, very grateful and honored to for you to join me today. Also very nervous. Um, so, Kelly, Don't thank you. Don't be nervous. Thank you Don't very much nervous. for joining us today. I'm uh, the one that should be nervous. I'm coming <laughs> into your guys' world. I normally yeah. ask all of the questions, and now mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to have to not give some answers but yeah I'm I'm more nervous than you should be um thank you so much for having me on it's been such fun this year being the um fantasy premier league host taking over from one of my really good friends Jules and being part of what's such a fun community and I know you're going to come on to this but I'm on a wild card as are you so Mm -hmm. I'm hoping today everyone else can help us out as well yeah absolutely so today I you know we're going to do a little bit different of a burning question series you know kind of keep it light kind of keep it uh conversational and I know Kelly has some Premier League things to do right after, so uh, it'll be a lot shorter than our usual series. But both of us are on wildcard, as you mentioned. The difference being that I have a free hit left, but you have both your bench boost and free hit left, which is amazing, by the way. Um, you know, and your rank is very good, right? I, I remember last time we spoke, you're you're around thirty something k, and uh, unfortunately, you dropped a little bit, but. I mean, first of all, like... You know what went wrong, Sonaldo? Do you know what okay. went wrong? I didn't listen okay. to your advice. You told me to use a free hit around then. Did I? And I left it. Okay. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, listen to you guys, the experts. You're the experts <laughs> for a reason. I, I'm a bit hesitant with chips, and I was all a bit about protecting rank, because this okay. is... Mm. 30K was the highest I'd ever been, and I didn't. And um, yeah, I regret it. But I, I went down to 90, I'm back to 70, and now I'm to- targeting top 50. Okay, perfect. Um, so you do have your goals, and and that's really good to hear. I, before we get into FPL, and by the way, guys, like I know fantasy football scout and burning questions, we go you know super in depth and you know get into the stats and stuff. But uh, it's really cool to see how passionate you are about you are about FPL. And I've had chats with Kelly here and there, um, you know, just texts here and there, and. She'll go on and on about, you know, what should I do and what transfers and what do you think about this? And sometimes I get advice from Kelly as well. So you obviously know your stuff. So, um, you know, how did you... I don't how, know. I, I, I really Not think sure. so. But how did you, you know, sort of get into FPL? And, um, you know, is it mainly because of the show hosting or... Mm. 
so I've only been hosting the show this year and the podcast this year as well um, but I've been working for Premier League Productions for people watching that don't know what that is that's where the base where I'm actually in the dressing room at Premier League Productions wow. now because I'm on air for a different show later Premier League Productions is basically a, a content service uh, for the Premier League that goes out around the world it doesn't go out here in the UK but I'm sure lots of uh, people watching will have seen the various stuff we do um, so I'm here a few times a week um, and I started working here in 2016 and when I first came in, um, you may have seen the FPL Daily, little updates that go on mm-hmm, Twitter, mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. um, official FPL Twitter feed. And um, that was a big part of my job back in 2016. There was myself and someone called Danny who did them every single day. Um, I'd already played FPL. I worked for FC Bournemouth and they were in the, that was when they were in the Premier League back then. Um, and so I was already playing it with friends and stuff like that. But it wasn't crazy serious mm. until I came here and everyone that works on the FPL show, if you work in this building, like everyone's just talking about it all the time so yeah for the past I'd say I'm for the past six years I've been incredibly serious uh, mm. but I've probably been playing it for eight to ten years but yeah the past year has gone up a notch because I do the podcast on a Thursday the show mm. then I then come in here and do the show afterwards so like on a Tuesday we have a little bit of a meeting about the podcast what we're going to do so Tuesday to Thursday it's constant and obviously part of my job is covering football over a weekend so mm. I'm covering a game and like the rest of us I'm desperate for I don't know most Salah to score as I was last night I was desperate for any returns at all at the weekend so yeah um you're right you've called me out there and the fact that I'm a little bit obsessed <laughs> no that's awesome and um you know I, I know how passionate you are about uh, FPL which is really good so I mean just on this note like um can you maybe tell us about your career background and and how you got into I guess journalism and and you know presenting mm-hmm. and especially the football sports world um it's very interesting that you found a you know a career in lane here so yeah maybe a background mm. first thing i know i'm incredibly lucky i do mm. for a job what i grew up dreaming of um i'm sure a lot, lot of um viewers will know who my allegiances are um mm. i grew up a watford fan um which is probably why i didn't start playing um fantasy premier league when i was like 12 because <laughs> watford won in the premier league then um and yeah insert joke here about not being in the premier league much longer um but yeah, I, I grew up watching Watford and I won a um, Young Journalist of the Year competition when I was about, I think I was about 10. Wow. And I got to go in the press box for a day. And that for me, that was when it was press box was really old school. So it was all about writing. I basically won a, I wrote a Watford match report and I won a, a day in the press box. And it was really cool. And from then on in, I was like, this is amazing. This is, I was hooked. And so I had a, I had a season ticket and I went to all the games. Then when I went to uni, I went to Loughborough, which is one of the biggest sports unis in the world, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew I was never going to do anything else. I, I always wanted to write and do the media side. Made lots of contacts there, did loads of work experience. Anyone that wants to get into this industry, that's one of my top, top tips. Mm-hmm. It does pay off in the end. Um, loads of experience at various places, uh, like the likes of TalkSport, Match of the Day magazine, health and fitness magazines, did a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of my uni, I did my dissertation on um, social media and football clubs, because that was when social media wow. was quite new. Mm-hmm. I'm old. Uh, and I met loads of club press officers. One of them recommended me to Bournemouth. They were looking for someone when I came out of uni. And I went down there and I was a media assistant, did a bit of everything again, learned the ropes, because that was only two of us there then, when they were in League One. Bournemouth got promoted to the Premier League and by then I was doing bits of presenting, interviewing. There was a junior uh, on screen like presenter role going here. I got that, was here as staff for a couple of years and now I've flown the nest in the last three or four years and I'm freelance. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very, very lucky that I work for different people, the main people being the BBC mm-hmm. and Premier League. So yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's fun. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think the cool thing about you is that when I think we did a uh, official FPL podcast recently, maybe maybe a month or so ago, and yeah. it was my first appearance. And I remember, um, you know, I was like prepping for it, getting ready for it, and um, we we're chatting before the actual podcast. I think Jules Jules was on it too. Uh, yes, right? yeah, he was. Yeah. Julian Lebron. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as we began, um, I noticed how professional and how how good you were hosting and. <laughs> And uh, it was really an eye-opening experience. Wow, journalism at, at this level is just, um, you know, different. It's not dissimilar so. to what you're doing now, though, with me, though. It's just well, you know. think of everything as a conversation. Like, it's just a mm. chat. That's what I try and think of. So this morning I was interviewing, a, uh, I went to Chelsea and interviewed one of their women's players, uh, their forward, Beth England. Mm-hmm. And we just, you just chat. We're chatting off camera and the camera starts. And you just, it's just a chat. I want to get the best out of that person. Right now, you're trying to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. It's just all about making that person feel cool. comfortable. So, um, yeah. Okay. Don't overthink it is my biggest tip. So you're you're incredibly professional as well. Awesome. Appreciate it. Last question to you before we move on. Um, any, you know, I'm putting you on the spot here. I, I think you did a Euros or World Cup um, from my brief yeah. understanding. Euros last summer. Euros, okay, cool. Um, you know I, know, I know you've met, you know, incredible coaches, players, this and that. Any cool stories, any um, fun interviews that, that remind, you know, you remember um mm-hmm. there's there's not one but last summer I was the England reporter for BBC at the Euros and it was okay. one of the most exp- incredible what was it six seven weeks of my life um mm. we were in camp every day Covid restrictions meant it was slightly different to previous tournaments uh, but we basically interviewed a different player every day and they were such a lovely squad uh, Jack Grealish one of my highlights mm-hmm. um I really like Mason Mount Declan Rice I played I played darts with Mason Mount they had a thing every really? day where a member of the media would play darts with one player played against Mason Mount and I beat him I'm useless <laughs> at darts I just got lucky that he was more useless but we had a real laugh about that so yeah loads of the England players last summer and I actually went up and interviewed Jack Grealish <clears throat> the week before last um and he was amazing again just he's still despite being this 100 million pound player still got that raw boyish mm, edge mm. and he's still really honest in interviews so um yeah they're the ones that you can relate to the ones that you feel like you're tapping into the real jack Grealish, the real mm. mason mount that's they're the interviews i like yeah super super cool uh, next time if you if you do have the chance by the way mason mount a very popular option this game week right so yes uh, hopefully next time if you if you do you know meet another player uh please do ask them about fpl and and maybe <laughs> have some tips. we do sometimes mm. we do sometimes yeah okay awesome okay so let's get into it um again uh we're crunched on time a little bit so um, so first things first, we usually do a fixture sort of overview, Kelly, um, and this is provided okay. by the great Lego Mane. Um, so this week's another very special game week, right? Uh, a lot of people will be utilizing the wildcard ship and, um, obviously the Chelsea and Manchester United double happened this, this game week. A lot of people won't consider the United as a double and, and probably will not even think about bringing their players, but, um, Chelsea is a high priority for many managers. So those without wildcard will be taking maybe a minus four, minus eight to bring in at least two or one Chelsea player. Uh, and those with wildcard, me and you included, uh, will definitely be trying to load up on those Chelsea assets this game week. So, um, I think uh, before we begin, just just a general question: Have you thought about what Chelsea assets you want, or or generally like what kind of wildcard direction you want to go on, or um, sort of just pulled the trigger and and kind of trying to figure it out this week? 
No, I, I always had it in mind that it was going to be this week because I basically was dead ending my team up until game double game week 33. Okay. So mm. it was always this week. I'll admit I only pressed uh, the button last night. You were asking me to send my wildcard draft. And I was like, so now that I'm not this organized this week, I normally do it. Mm-hmm. In previous seasons, I would have done it the moment, like 11 o'clock last Saturday, as soon as the deadline was gone. But I was monitoring price rises and I knew the players that I was likely to bring in were going to weren't going to it wasn't going to affect me and I've just had a really busy week but I did do it last night uh, because someone I was considering bringing in was going to go up Uh, but for me three Chelsea is is, it's a no-brainer I've my wildcard is slightly different because I have got I've got to build for a bench boost but also I have got that free hit so in mind I think I'm going to free hit 37 have I said that the right one one of those two Mm -hmm. um I did I did for a bit think about just free hitting this week but ultimately I've got to use this wild card so otherwise it loses its meaning so yeah three Chelsea for me I don't think I'll be going for United uh the question for me at the moment is what to do with the likes of I think I'm gonna get rid of Saka but like the Arsenal players that have been so reliable I don't quite know what to do with those Leicester feel like they should be appealing but the rotation's an issue and also Manchester City this week have a really appealing fixture against Watford. Mm-hmm. And I would love Kevin De Bruyne, but I just can't quite get to him. So there's a there's a lot of dilemmas. I mean, it's hilarious. It's hilarious to me that you're calling me an expert when you ab- absolutely sound like an expert yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've just spent a lot of time around you guys. That's why. No, it's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you can replace me and, and do it with Pro starting next no, week. No, no. So uh, really, really cool to hear that actually you you consider price rises and stuff and uh, by the way guys um, so I asked Kelly what her team value is and I believe your team value is over 105 which is incredible you know it's really really good and um, a huge advantage for you moving forward especially pulling the wild card right now you know later in the stage um, these 0.1.2 make a big difference so how did you how did you get to 105 and price rise do you like you know I think I had a really mm-hmm. good start to the season. Mm-hmm. I had a really, really good start and I just got on players at the right time um, and I've maybe sold them at the right time. I would say at the beginning of the season, I was really looking at it, but then it caught me out a few times. Remember when there was postponements late on? And mm-hmm. so, whereas in the past, in previous seasons, if you want to make a transfer, we've been making the tr- you make the transfer as soon as possible to avoid the price rises. Mm-hmm. As the season's gone on, I've realised that this isn't a season to actually worry about team value quite as much mm-hmm. when there was late postponements. I was doing transfers as close to the deadline as possible. So, which to me makes me think my team value could have been 106. It's 105.6 or 105.7 now. Wow. So yeah, it's, it, it was semi-intentional at the beginning. And, and then as probably since November, it's waned a lot, a lot more. I think it's just luck to be honest. Although, although like I said, I do pay attention to it. Yeah, no, that's still, still super amazing. So, okay. I, I just want to, you know, highlight a couple of things. We talked about double gaming 34, 35, you know, so, solid single game week fixtures for the big strong teams. It is enticing, but also a bit tricky because it's in between the European games. So City, Liverpool, Leicester, West Ham all have possible rotations, something to keep in mind, but also I don't think it matters because, you know, all of us will have them. So maybe one or two bench, uh, um, you know, bench players that can come in will be important. Double game week 36, big, big double game week that everyone's looking forward to. Um, you know, keynote is that Liverpool and Chelsea play their FA Cup final on the weekend shortly after the second game. Um, and likely uh, Chelsea get rotated for that for the second game here. So a lot of people are planning to move on uh, their Chelsea assets and non wildcarders are planning to, I think, free hit either 36 or 37, but 36, especially if you don't have those core players. Um, so... This brings me to Double Gaming 37, which is very interesting. Um, you know, Leicester, Everton, Villa, Palace, Burnley, 
not popular picks on the wild card, not popular picks on a non wild card. So another opportunity to free hit. By the way, I think free hit thirty four is a great idea as well. Um, not pros, sorry, yeah, <laughs> Kelly. Um, and finally, thirty eight is you know very good fixtures for the strong team. So thirty eight, I think, doesn't really matter. Um, we'll we'll all be able to navigate it pretty well. Um, so it's it's just a play of the land kind of thing we always do. Um, and right now there's only five game weeks to really worry about. So um, for the for the viewers and listeners, you know, really pay attention to the next five game weeks and sort of uh, uh, figure out your plans for each team because there are so many different teams and so many different strategies at play here. Okay, moving on. Um, so the second thing is goal setting. Um, so. I thought this was very interesting because the conversation you ha- you and I had, Kelly, is that you're looking forward to push into top 50K. Um, are you interested at all in maybe, possibly, who knows, going for an uh, even higher finish? I want to be realistic. Mm. I would like to. I spoke to you, didn't I, a few weeks ago when I was at 30K, and that's when I made a few wrong decisions. and I really, really slipped mm. some really costly ones in there. I, I would like to, but it's at that kind of rank it feels quite tricky to move up mm-hmm. because obviously I'm amongst really really good managers that are above me so potentially with with three chips including the wild card in play at the moment it's, it's not impossible is it but 50k is probably for me I finished around 70k last year so 50k would be a marked increase okay awesome um so as you can tell um you know this is sort of the top 10k chip usage um it's very easy to read for for the viewers um but since game week 30, we've basically do, been doing a lot of planning, um, whether you be, you know, utilizing your chips now or not use, using your chips um, now. Right. And so basically we're halfway through the plan and a lot of people are in the midst of executing their plans. So it'll be very, very interesting moving forward. Um, if you have a wildcard left like you and I do, um, you know, pat on our shoulders, there's only 16 percent of players remaining in the top 10K that have a wild card, but I do believe in the top 100k, I'm sure there's way more um, because people are trying to, you know, rise up the ranks now. Um, I want to present to you, Kelly, like a very interesting numerical value of how you can sort of assess your rank and how you might be able to move up your rank. So um, post Liverpool game, this is being live on a, on a Wednesday, um, 10k is on 2,223 points. 25K is on 2,189 points, 50K on 2,157, and 100K on 2,118. So um, mm-hmm. the gap between each significant tier, 10K, 25K, 50K, 100K, is about 50 points all the way up to 200K. So mm-hmm. if you play a chip, let's say you play a chip, and uh, you know, let's say what, what, regardless of what chip you play, it gives you a 20-point increase. I see. Sorry. This it's is fine. my Who friend is this? Becky Tryon. Okay. This is Becky Ives, also on Premier League. It's Becky. She was trying to come in really... Yeah, it's Becky. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to come in really subtly, and I, I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I just saw her appearing in the background. See, that's just Becky getting her bags, but I, it's my fault. Yeah, there you Hi, go. Becky. Amazing. It's my fault. Sorry, everyone. It's my fault for being in uh, PLP. No, this is great. This is great. I, I've done a fan zone with Becky, so Becky, another great, uh, okay. uh, great host. So hi, Becky there. Um, so basically, I've got headphones in. I can't hear. He said hi. Okay. <laughs> uh, amazing. So basically, you're hoping that a chip at least gives you 20 points because that you know moves you up that significant tier. Um, so points-wise, and the amount of chips you have left, I think you could possibly aim for a higher goal. Certainly, um, Kelly. Mm. Okay, I need a lot more help to get to that point, but yeah, I'll try. Yeah, uh, but with that being said, you are right. Um, it, it is certainly a 
you know, much harder year uh, overall and so many more, you know, decent and better managers in in the top 10K and top 100K. So it, it's really hard to climb rank um, this season. It also feels like I've seen people talking about it on Twitter this week. Um, like I use Az as an example. He brought in Bruno Guimaraes this week and it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had a brilliant season. He's actually, that's probably not the best example, but it feels like there's certain things. I know Mark Southerns has talked about it a bit more. Mm-hmm. The swings that have gone, mm-hmm. like you can get one decision wrong. Like for those that have sold Mo Salah for this game week, mm-hmm. I've spoken to a few people that went for Bruno on a free hit. It made complete sense. Like mm-hmm. what, I, I get it. United had two fixtures. Mo Salah hasn't been scoring in open play, but those managers have been really punished. And it's it's felt like there's been a lot more swings like that this season. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm a Salah seller and uh, Bruno captain. Oh wow, so, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So that was a the brutal swing, but it happens. I, I think that it was it wasn't a bad decision, but um, you know, outcome you can't control. The bad decision for me is I forced it because I wanted to be be in 30, 33. So uh, uh, every, every experience I think is an opportunity to yeah. learn a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, totally. Mm. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, so moving pretty quickly. Um, So this is just like the fixture ticker for 34, 35, 36, 37. Um, No reason to exclude uh, 38, but basically you just have to focus on 36. And what this does is um, it's based on attack. So the best attacking options or teams um, for double gaming 36. And I wanted to present this to you because, Kelly, you're obviously trying to bench boost in 36, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. Do I mean 36 or do I mean 37? I think I mean 36. Well, let me ask you, do you, do you have a chip plan or are I need you... To, I need to get the fix. No, I have. I've just forgotten, which is really not great. Okay. Uh, let okay. me get it up. I should have got it up before I came on. Okay. Because um, I'm thinking for you, you probably wildcard now, bench boost 36 and free hit in 37. I think that's the yes. way to go. Yeah, that's the way. It's a base, I just can't remember. I couldn't remember which way round I planned on doing my... Because I'm going to use a chip mm. in 36 and 37. And I think, yeah, bench boost 36, free hit 37 is the one. Because I think 37 is when... I think mm. a lot of people... That will be popular for those second free hits right mm-hmm. now, I think, 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Regardless of where where the city double drops, because the city double can drop in thirty six or thirty seven, but um, I don't I don't think it matters that much because a lot a lot of us will have city players anyway. Um, so yeah. the that's top one t- of my questions on this okay. wild card. How heavy how heavy should we be going on city? So I've got Cancelo. Mm. I would love De Bruyne as I mentioned, but it's just so hard to get him in mm. if you want to keep a Harry Kane, Mo Salah, and the premium fullbacks. So mm. then. Is is Foden an okay? I can, I can do yeah, a draft yeah. with Foden. And is Foden yeah. an okay replacement, or should mm-hmm. is Kevin De Bruyne? Am I being silly not to have him? Uh, I, I don't. I think KDB is uh, certainly a good option, but you're you'd be upside chasing here, and you would have to lose. I think Mo Salah in this case. So, yeah. um, how risk averse are you? How pragmatic are you? Or do you really want to chase? I'm not losing rank? Mo Salah. Okay, I'm then, not, then I'm not leaving. <laughs> then it'll be very, very difficult. And and, and yeah. you know what? Um, Foden is perfectly fine. Um, you know, valued player for the city team. So yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, so I'll Thank just you. go through some notes here. So um, not too long, but Top 10K already owns um, Saka at 86%, Salah TAA both 70% plus, um, effective ownership wise. Spurs attack 50% plus, Ramsdale 45%, and Madison 38%. So, um, you know, these numbers as is as of now, I'm sure it'll change after the transfers this game week. Um, moving forward, it's likely whether you wildcard or not, you're going to have at least seven or eight players with, you know, differentials surrounding your team. So the tricky part for you is that it's really difficult to find an ideal bench boost for 36 with a wildcard in 34. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Essentially, you're going to be bench boosting with sort of bench fodders in, in 36, in, in my opinion, right? And and we'll get to your. It's going to be Jews. Mm. It's going to be Jewsbury Hall and exactly. those kind of players. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's just do this then. So, without getting into in depth, we'll sort of keep it light, and I'm going to give you two examples. Um, this is from my friend uh, Prakash, who's on, also a community member on Twitter. And he is free hitting now, or sorry, wildcarding now and bench boosting 36. So this is sort of a pragmatic approach to what he's going to do. Um, and his team value is 103. So actually, you have mu- much more to work with here. Um, the core here is James, Trent, Cancelo, Laporte, No Robertson, uh, another popular pick. In the midfield, he has Mount, by the way, keeper Schmeichel, which makes sense, perfect sense. Um, Mount, Salah, Saka, Havertz, and KDH, obviously. And then up top, he's got Puki Kane and Matita. I think this is a very like popular player pool. It's not of... dissimilar to mine. Mm-hmm. It's not dissimilar mm-hmm. to that. I don't think that's too, because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, oh, I've still got Ivan Tony, but I need to get rid of Ivan Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think for Tony, you definitely want to get rid of him for the wild card, especially uh, mm. since you're holding it. But yeah, this is a very pragmatic approach. And then the the team on the right is sort of uh, the bench boost he'll get to. And I'm sure he'll figure out a way to get another City player in there if, you know, City does double in, in 36 or, you know, he's probably got two flexible transfers to, to move around the pieces, especially um, I think a lot of people will be moving off Chelsea players in 36. So I think that's a good um, you know, reminder and keynote to have. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, this this is basically an ideal, not ideal, but an, a, an example of what you could be doing with, with your strategy because it totally, you know, um, disregards 37. So you could just free hit in 37, not worry about, you know, those doubling teams which are not popular on, on a wild card or, um, you know, in general, right? So um, an interesting option. So this is the pragmatic approach for you. Any mm-hmm. things that stand out to you or any players that you particularly want, Kelly? No, I'm intrigued by Saka is someone that I've got a bit of a headache over at the moment because mm-hmm. I've only got a little bit of money in him. Um, but I was I don't know if I want an Arsenal midfielder. Do I need one? Is kind of a question back to you. And I was looking at doing, to save a little bit of money, was doing Saka to Martinelli because I think there's about a 1.3 roughly price difference. Okay. So I wasn't sure. But I'm, and also I'm, I too am probably going to go Schmeichel in goal. I've looked at Pickford, mm-hmm. but I think I'll go Schmeichel. I'm probably going to lose Ben White to Ben Davies, I think. And then I'm like, if I lose Saka, is is completely losing Arsenal the right thing to do at this stage? I'm I'm not I'm just not sure what to do with them. Mm. Yeah, again, it's it's very uh, look. I, I don't think you go to Martinelli. I think um, because I think you have enough team value, unless you know there's a significant upgrade elsewhere that you could do. 
as I mentioned, um, Saka's percentage, ownership percentage is like 80-something. It's r- ridiculously high, right? So um, I think he's fine. Um, he's had chances. He could have scored the last game. Um, you know, these are the things that, like, how risky are you willing to be? You know, obviously, the last game week, previous to, you know, Spurs losing to Brighton, they were playing amazing, up form, and then they lose. So th- these things happen in football, right? So I- I'm not sure if Saka is an immediate sell. I still think his underlying stats are right there. Um, so uh, I don't think you go to Martinelli, but I think uh, whether you keep or Saka or not is is a question that you do need to answer. But personally, I, I will mm-hmm. be keeping him because I have so much value tied up on him, um, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only got about a point two, I think. Uh, if I sell him, I lose point two. I think so. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not. It's not a disaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saka is actually okay. I won't say this. Actually, it's too controversial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll get to um, a more upside chasing team. Um, so this is sort of a, another uh, Walker thirty four bench boost thirty six type of a uh, type of ordeal. So. Um, a little bit different here. He's got Werner in his team. He's got Mount, and he's got the guy you want in KDB plus Salah. Mm. So very interesting here. Um, How is he affording that? Actually, on second thought, what's around? What's around those players? That's what's intriguing me. Let's see. Um, Schmeichel, James. So it's no Spurs, basically. Um, I think. Uh, okay. I think that's the risk um, he's willing to take. Um, would you consider dropping all Spurs and not going with them? Feels tricky, doesn't it? Mm. I, I have toyed with losing Harry Kane, mm. but then I feel like if you, I feel like it's a bit too bold to not have a Kane or a Son. Mm. It is. You save what one point four if you go one point three if you go Son instead of Kane. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who the better asset is. I've got at the moment. I've got Kane and Kulusevski. Mm. I'm not wild about having Kudasevsky, but at that price point, it gives me Spurs midfield cover, and he's, mm. it feels at six point four, whatever it is. It feels that doesn't feel too big. A, it feels like a nice investment, if you know what I mean. It is. I I think the difficulty with Kulu is you can't really compare him to Son and Kane, not just like on ability, but um, just because um, you're you're first of all you need all these midfield spots, right? They're super rare right mm-hmm. now, especially the two Chelsea or possibly one Chelsea and, you know, you need space for those city players to come in and plus probably a one, one bench fodder. But I think that if you're going to go Spurs, you should keep either one of Kane or Son. Um, and yep. most people will probably have Kane. So yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, do you go without Kane for, for KDB? Um, you know, you're playing the, the high risk, high reward type of game here. So um, okay. like this game week, mm. this game week, that seems like a really good, decision which is why if i was free hitting maybe you would do that mm-hmm. um when you look at their fixtures but yeah long term to me because you, you've got to look at you know that kane and son are going to start every week barring injury yeah. and I, I think because man city are involved in the title race that they are they kevin de bruyne should mm-hmm. but also let's not forget that he did he was on the bench in the um against liverpool in the mm-hmm. fa cup mm-hmm. he had stitches in his calf didn't he which suggests yeah. that he's he's probably going to be okay but will they will they push him to play all the minutes i, I, just, I just that's the risk we as we know yeah. with, with pep guardiola's side yeah yeah very very interesting stuff here um is are there any like locks you want in your in your wild card um you know I, for example the def- defense like do we do we even consider these guys defenders right uh james trent <laughs> I, I know james played like a you know right center back role and 
and I, I believe uh, Tuchel came out and said something about it. But yeah, um, yeah. It, I mean, are you going to go heavy on, on the defense? Obviously, I'm assuming your, your yes. strikers. Will As be it stands, wide. I've got, yeah. I've kept Cancelo and Trent Alexander Arnold, and I already had Rudiger, so he's still in there at the moment. Okay. Um, because I, I know he's not the more glamorous pick. I've bought in Reese James as well. I have been contemplating doing Rudiger to Alonso to save a little bit of money, yeah. mm-hmm. but the reason. I've, I like Rudiger's safety of starts. I've always, I said on the FPL show a few weeks ago, you can kind of tell the difference between two FPL managers. If you go for Rudiger, you're the safer, risk-averse one. Mm-hmm. If you go for, if you go for um, Reese James, you're the one that's bolder and you get the upside and you're, you're aware that sometimes you won't get those points. Um, it hasn't really paid off that many times me yeah, having Rudiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you miss those upsides. But mm-hmm. now on a wild card, I'm like, brilliant, I can have them both. Alonso, just doesn't feel quite as secure as Rudiger, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, you could go, uh, you know, one Chelsea defender to Chelsea midfielders, you know, one, one, one uh, defender, midfielder and Werner. Um, you know, you could go James Alonso and who knows, like Havertz, maybe Werner and super, That's, super that's my three. My three at the moment. Really? James, Alon- James, sorry, James Rudiger and Havertz. Okay. That, that I think that's like a very common, um, three pick mm. and uh I, I really like it actually um you know safety there but what's yours have you gone for three chelsea we'll get there we'll get there so um <laughs> we're about to get there um so don't want to keep you too long but um th- this okay. is a basic idea for for everybody i think i think for me the core has to have those defenders um james trent Cancelo, and uh robertson for me personally so uh, okay. um, it's very interesting when you do have those players you're really limited on budget so um kelly personally i would i would try to start with those four um and see what you can make robertson included robertson included i, I just think you would go for robertson over a chelsea defender a second chelsea defender. yes i would i would um certainly okay. and i think i would go um you know either either mount havertz and warner i think i think all three are good options um the warner one's very interesting because it changes the team structure and you can uh, you know move around your money as well and the last thing I'll say is that on a wild card right now, you want to be flexible um, and you want to be able to move your pieces for whatever happens in th- in 36. So I think a key reminder for those with a wild card right now. Um, so last slide is sort of, um, I'm presenting my crazy wild card draft here. Um, so look, this is very first rough, rough draft and um, nothing is set, but um, I really like the look of this. The issue is I have pretty much 0.0 to work with. So definitely this won't be my final structure. But as I mentioned, um, Trent, James, Roberts, and Cancelo. And by the way, the background behind my wildcard is that I'll be free hitting in 37. So um, just excluding 37, it's sort of, um, you know, thinking about the other game week. So again, Cancelo, Trent, James, Robertson, and Laporte in there. Um, I've still got Sun. Uh, I've had so much money tied onto him, so I don't mind him at all. Um, Salah. Saka, Mount, could be Havertz, maybe, actually no, because of money, <laughs> and uh, Warner up top. So very, very interesting. So the only player on my bench that's actually playing is KDH. And then I don't, you know, no offense to Do- Dobin, but I, <laughs> I'm not really sure if I've ever seen him play, and Richardson as well. So um, again, first first draft, but my Team value is not great as, as good as you. If I had your team value, for example, I think I could afford maybe a Pookie or something um, else there just to have more cover. 
Um, but the idea here is that um, I want to Laporte in there. So what happens here is that regardless of whether the, the city double drops in 36 or 37, it doesn't matter. Um, and I can sort of move around my pieces. Sun can become, I don't know, Foden, KDB with two transfers elsewhere. Um, you know, Mount can become a Foden easily. Um, so this is sort of my thinking here and, and where I'm at. So, yeah, what do you think? I really like it. I, <laughs> I, like, I like almost that you've been welded into having Sun because of the team value it kind of makes that one less decision for you in a way because mm. at the moment i'm looking at harry kane and i'm like that's a lot of money to be tied yes, up in the front is. line mm. um i my front three at the moment are pookie um because i have got that little bit more money pookie as i said tony i i will sell him but he's a reluctant sell because i think with christian erickson in the side mm. he's a different animal in fpl and i, I think We've seen Brentford ended the season strongly. I will sell him to go down to Mateta. That'll okay, free up a little pick. bit more team value. Mm. Um, and then I'll have a couple of million in the bank. So that's, that's interesting for me. But I really like, I understand your faith in Saka and you're making me start to think I should. I'm mm. intrigued now by the Liverpool double up at the back. You've, you've also thought it out well. I, <clears throat> when I'm thinking about it, I need to get rid of thinking about 37 because I too am free hitting. Mm. And I need to just disregard that. Mm-hmm. Um, who are your City players against? Raul Cancelo? Is that it? Uh, Laporte. Uh, I, I don't think you can see it actually, right? So I have Laporte. No, and, I can't. Um, that's it. So I have two City players here, which which the reason being um, that when 36 or 37 comes, I think 36 comes, um, I have an option. Let's say the double drops in 36, then I can I can you know change somebody to three City. If it doesn't, I can still go to City. If not, uh, I'll go elsewhere and move the the Chelsea pieces. And if it drops in 37, so be it. I'll just free hit in 37. So that's sort of the thinking here. But um, that this basically means that I'm playing a 5-4-1 every single week, which is not that many weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. it is very, very scary because um, one or two injuries or, or something goes wrong, someone gets rotated, um, my bench is basically non-existent. So... I probably won't end up here. Um, there's alternatives, right? So, for example, you could do like Matip to Robert, Robert Matip instead of Robertson. But for me, that doesn't make sense at all, right? Um, I, th- yeah, the, the difference I is way too big um, for for me to sacrifice a guy like Robertson. You're ultimately you're mm-hmm. ultimately buying Robertson partly for his clean sheets, but you're mainly buying him for the upside exactly. of his attacking mm-hmm. potential. So, by bringing in Matip, you're halving his points, if exactly. not more. Yeah, so basically, I you know the first question I ask myself is who do I really really want? Um, and uh, uh, I, shout out to um, Sertel on um, FPL, FPL Twitter who runs Optimized. Um, Kelly, I don't know if you know about him, but um, you know he does in his North Carolina, I don't know home. Um, you know he's like a very mathematics statistics guy, and and he'll run like optimal optimal like sort of um, plans for everybody in the community that asks. So. Um, I reached out to him too and, and saw what, what, what best works for me. And using all that information, I, I came up with the conclusion that I really want the, the back line of Cancelo, Trent, James, Robertson to begin with. So I put that in and then I, I worked everything else out to tr- try to fit cater those four players, mm-hmm. uh, including Salah, obviously. But uh, it's really difficult with my price budget. I think I'm around 104 or so. Um, so we'll see. Mm. We'll see how it ends up at the end of the week. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's too many people in my team at the moment. I'm not quite sure. And I need to probably go back through with a notepad, I think, and almost cross out 37, mm-hmm. get my key players in. And I need to just get rid of the likes of Tony and free up that funds by having Matessa in there instead. All of a sudden, it will enable me to do 
other stuff I want to do with the rest of my team. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, that that was the show today. I um, went by quick, probably one of our uh, quickest episodes, Kelly. So um, uh, Pross, probably because you haven't quite got the expertise of Pross this week. He no, no, has no, loads not at more all. Stats and stuff to offer. Um, I think there's a lot of content out here this week about you know breaking down you know, Chelsea assets and breaking down different wildcard structures and, and this and that. But I did want to keep it, you know, somewhat like conversational and, and kind of like what, um, you know, two friends would do about talking about what, what's your wildcard plan, what's my wildcard plan and, and sort of discuss, um, you know, general... It's interesting because mm-hmm. hearing your formation, like five four one, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'd considered. Obviously, I do also have the consideration of the bench boost, mm-hmm. but maybe I've not gone strong enough on defense i think we've seen this season the area not to go too big on is forwards isn't it because mm. they're just not providing the reliable points but just quickly as well what's who's the best goalkeeper do you think because i'm kind of toying mm. between schmeichel and pickford i'm leaning mm. towards casper schmeichel i think schmeichel i think schmeichel presents uh, a good opportunity pretty much nailed pretty much be- uh not benched pretty much nailed and a double in 36 so exactly what you need um but Oh, you know, I just forgot. You you also need a a, a second keeper, so I probably go Foster. Maybe uh, it's not the best, yeah, that's what but I've got. Um, yeah. unfortunately, that's kind of the bench boost that you'll probably end up having to play. So yeah. I think Schmeichel's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Thank so you. yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Um, you know, it's been awesome talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, to to the viewers, do you have any you know final words? Maybe um you know no thank you um Mm -hmm. it's been it's been it's been great being involved um with the fpl show and pod this year um loads of interaction um and thank you to all of the fpl experts like yourself Sonado, that i always come to asking for tips (laughs) um i've learned so much from all of you guys um and it's really good to see so many people getting involved in the conversation on twitter and stuff like that helping each other out and i'm sure there's lots of people watching this feel our pain of being on a wild card because as great as the chip is it's a long old week isn't it trying to get all these decisions right mm, yeah no thank you so much and um i'm sure hopefully we'll have you back maybe next season and uh, uh next season I, I look forward to uh you moving up the ranks and, and breaking into that top 10k uh, maybe this season as well so good oh, luck with I'm your not wild sure card. About that. <laughs> thank you and to you as yeah. well i'm gonna um, be mm. following you twi- on twitter closely to see what mm. you do and probably just copying you <laughs> I uh, appreciate your time. Um, so thank you guys. And uh, we will be back next week. Um, Pross will be back with me for a burning question. So have a good day.